From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I am in a lot of pain right now after what happened on Sunday. But all you people want to do is hear me talk, right? That's what That's what you want, right? You want to hear me talk? I'll talk. But this is Max Freeman talking. Big merger, boss. A lot of important executives here tonight to watch your product. Would be a real shame if something bad happened. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man. Speaking of embarrassing, you've been trying to sit down with me to hash things out for quite some time now, haven't you? Well, guess what? Too little, too late. Here's why. When this company first started, it was all friends wrestling. Everybody was handed a ticket, except for me. See, I had to write my own. And boy, do I have good penmanship. Because I created moment after moment after moment for this company. And I still get no respect. Nobody is on my level. No one. Everything I touch turns to gold. There is nothing I can't do. Every time I come out here, I am not expected to hit home runs. I am expected to hit grand slams. And I do that shit on a weekly basis. See, all the other boys, they get to settle for being great. I have to be perfect because I'm the 26-year-old who is constantly held under a microscope because I'm the only guy who is capable of carrying this company on my back as I have for months. It's funny, it's funny I hear booze, but I also hear clapping. That's interesting, that's interesting. Where were you guys, where were you guys this whole weekend when you were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? I'm just curious. You're not the only problem, no, it's the boys in the back too. Cause the boys in the back all want my spot. Well guess what, you want my spot, you can have it. 
because I don't want to be here anymore. Now let's talk about you fans, huh? You people call yourself fans. You're not fans. You're uneducated marks. You sit there on your phones tweeting out your opinions like they're worth the damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. Your opinions suck. Your opinions change at the drop of a dime. And then you pretend your new opinions are the same as your old. For example, man, I always knew MJF was a good wrestler. Really? That's interesting. Because last time I checked, you guys pretended I sucked in the ring for a long time. And why is that, huh? Because, because I'm not untrained like all your faves? Because I don't pretend to watch New Japan? Because I don't dump, because I don't dump my opponents on their head? Because I'm not reckless? What is it? Is it because I'm not chasing star ratings, guys? What is it? How could I possibly be the best? Well, newsflash. I am the best! I'm the best in the world! Cause I'm the only guy who makes you feel! And unlike all those boys, I don't gotta do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. I am a generational talent, and you people consistently take me for granted, but it's not just you. It's the big man in the back, too. Here's something you guys can't take for granted. Here's something he doesn't want you to know. Do you guys know who the second biggest minute-for-minute draw is in this entire company? Nope, you wish. It's me! It's me! And if you don't believe me, do me a favor. Ask Stat Boy Tony in the back, see what he's got to say. But whatever you do, don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who's been busting his ass for him since day one. No, 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 no. Make sure he hoards all that money. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in. That can't lace my goddamn boots. WWE guy? See, maybe you don't get it, man. Here's the problem with you, boss. You got a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position you should be assuming is behind the guardrail with all of them. I don't want to wait till 2024, but you don't listen to me, so allow me to make it a little bit easier for you. Tony... I want you to fire me. Tony, don't count me down, you piece of shit! Shut your mouth! Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking mark! Fire me! Fire me!
Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and today we have a super stack show for you because we're talking all about this past Wednesday's AEW Dynamite. And yes, that includes the ever-so-controversial pipe bomb promo by MJF that you just heard in the intro of the podcast. We're getting into all that later on. First, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I got fans from all over the world. It's so humbling. I am so grateful for all you guys. Thank you so much for always showing support and making sure that you download, subscribe, all that good shit for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. If you don't already, follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. I want to send a big shout out to my homies at the Circle of Debate podcast. I was on their show once again last night. Check out Circle of Debate wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, including YouTube. We had a hell of a time talking all about AEW, but I'm going to be talking about AEW also here with my wrestling DeLorean passengers. So it's going to be ultra lit. We're about like 10 minutes in. I didn't even start the show yet. So I'm going to cut the beat. Cut the chit chat. We're gonna get into AEW Dynamite right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. We have quite the show for you. Unfortunately, we're not going old school today because there's enough to talk about when it comes to AEW. So starting next week, we'll go back to the old school reviews. We'll be doing WWE. Monday Night Raw, Raw is War from 1997 on Monday. Wednesday, we'll be going back to ECW Hardcore TV. And starting on Friday, we have a special surprise for you. We'll we'll, we'll discuss all that on the Instagram page. So make sure you follow all the social medias at WrestlingDeLoreanPod. Also, if you want to support your boy, make sure you cop the merchandise. Wrestling DeLorean merchandise brought to you by Three Falls Brand, the best rock and wrestling merchandise on the motherfucking planet. So go to threefallsbrand.com, cop yourself a Wrestling DeLorean podcast shirt, three dope designs, two white, one black. You know what I mean? We, we got some fresh-ass gear. Also, Three Falls Brand has some dope-ass merchandise. I'm talking about wrestling merchandise inspired by your favorite punk bands. Gotta check them out. But... Don't take my word for it. I'm going to let the CEO, the co-founder of Three Falls Brand, Mean Gene, tell you all about the company right now. Hey, listeners. This is Mean Gene of Three Falls Brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out threefallsbrand.com for all your WrestlePunk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from, whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at 3FallsBrand. Again, check us out at 3FallsBrand.com and on Instagram at 3FallsBrand. Thanks, and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Now, we are coming off of what was a phenomenal AEW pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, where we crowned a new champion in CM Punk. There's a lot of newsworthy shit that came out of Double or Nothing. So I expected this episode of Dynamite to be quite an eventful one. Especially, they're making their California debut live at the world-legendary, world-famous Kia Form. The former home of the LA Lakers. You know, we had Magic Johnson playing at the Kia Form. We had 
Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant at the Forum. So the Forum is a beautiful, beautiful venue, and it has a lot of history, right? So AEW made their debut in California at the Forum. You knew they were going to go all out, no pun intended, for their California, for their West Coast fans, and boy, did they ever. This was a phenomenal show. I already see people saying that this is by far the best AEW Dynamite ever. Not just in 2022, ever. Ever. That's three years of Dynamites. Three years. And this episode was the one. Now, we're going to get into the MJF promo. But first, let's set the stage. Well, first of all, opening matchup of the night, we had the Gun Club, Colton and Austin Gunn, teaming up with Max Caster to go against the new AEW champion CM Punk and his two new best friends, Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler, FTR. You know, last time we seen them all together, they were they were feuding, but, you know, CM Punk been definitely bigging up FTR. So FTR, with their babyface turn, is now friends with CM Punk, which is pretty cool. I kind of like the trio. But we had that matchup. The matchup was pretty good. CM Punk was botching a little bit. He was a little sloppy. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Jeff Hardy was taken off of this show, and Adam Cole was taken off of this show. For being banged up. I would have gave CM Punk a week off. CM Punk was in a hellacious matchup. With the hangman Adam Page. Only a couple nights before. And here he is in the opening contest. So for everyone saying. Oh CM Punk is botching a lot. CM Punk is sloppy. It's not because of him just not knowing how to wrestle. CM Punk is tired as fuck. CM Punk is one of the smoothest wrestlers I've ever seen. And he is you know fighting almost every week I understand being in California for the first time you want to give the fans a show to remember and you want to put all your stars out there so I understand why you would have CM Punk wrestle especially when you had to take off Jeff Hardy and Adam Cole off the card you want CM Punk to wrestle plus CM Punk is the champ now he will be the first to tell you the champion is expected to go out and perform and lead by example whether he's hurt injured whatnot right so CM Punk Kudos to him, but he definitely needs a week off. I'll tell you that much. He, he seems banged up. But the real story comes after the match. CM Punk gets on the mic. He says that we are leading into the forbidden door. It's all about New Japan Pro Wrestling versus AEW. And he wanted to know who his opponent was. He laid out the gauntlet. He said, open challenge, forbidden door. Who wants it, right? And out comes the legendary ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I feel like if I have to explain who Hiroshi Tanahashi is to anybody who's a wrestling fan, that's a damn shame because the man has been one of the top guys. And for a good decade, he was the top guy of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was the top guy of all of Japan. And he was one of the top guys in all of wrestling. To have CM Punk versus Tanahashi as the main event of Forbidden Door... This is huge news. Tanahashi versus CM Punk is a dream match. And I don't know if it's for the AEW World Champion, but right now it looks like we already got one match signed. And if this is how, you know, the rest of the card is going to be, we're going to get some of these dream matches. I'm excited. I'm excited to see who Okada's fighting. I'm excited to see who Naito is fighting. I'm excited to see who Suzuki's fighting. Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr. 
I am so excited for the next pay-per-view. But starting out hot, CM Punk versus Tanahashi. You can't get any more better than that. Unless we do get my dream matchup. I want to see Okada versus Brian Danielson. We'll see if that happens. But right now, we're going to take this quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking all about the promo. The promo that everyone left Wednesday night talking about. The promo that everybody in California left the forum talking about, I'm sure. The promo that's going to go down in history as one of the top work shoot promos in professional wrestling. We'll talk all about that when we come back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bomb, 
CM Punk by MJF, and we're going to talk all about it right now. I started out today's episode of the podcast playing the promo by MJF because words cannot describe what this man did on AEW television. I had to let it speak for itself. I couldn't come up here and try to reiterate what he said. I can't come up here and try to, you know, redo what he did. So that's why I had to play it. I wanted everybody to know what exactly was said in in its entirety before I gave you my thoughts on it. Now that that's out the way, I think that this was a career-making moment for MJF. At 26 years old, this man's going to go down in history. This promo was very reminiscent of other promos in history where it was a man or woman airing out their grievances live on air. This brought me back to Paul Heyman running down Vince McMahon on SmackDown before Survivor Series 2001. This brought me back to Joey Styles quitting Monday Night Raw. This brought me back to, of course, CM Punk and the infamous pipe bomb. I'm going to tell you this right now. All of those were very, very convincing. All of those were very, very real. The things that those men said were very real. I mean, shit, if you remember CM Punk talking about the the company, he hopes the company is better after Vince McMahon dies, but that's not going to happen. You had Paul Heyman talk about Vince McMahon's father when he died. Vince McMahon turned his back on Vince McMahon's father and competed with all his friends in the territories and stole all of ECW's ideas. And you had Joey Styles screaming shit like, WWE television is disrespectful to professional wrestling and the wrestlers and the ego of Vince McMahon, the guy who tries to make fun of God and this, that, and the third. I haven't got that feeling for a long time, and MJF gave me that feeling on this episode of Dynamite. I was watching this episode on Wednesday. We do the live Wednesday watch-longs on Twitch, and everybody in the chat, and I had a lot of people in the chat. Shout out to everybody who follows on Twitch. This upcoming Wednesday on Twitch, I'm going to have to, you know, switch some shit up because... But I'm not even going to talk about that right now. Listen, everybody in the chat was going crazy with me. Everybody in the chat said, this is the first time in a long time. This is edge of your seat. This is suspending disbelief. And it wasn't hard to suspend disbelief because the shit that MJF was saying was very believable. Listen to the crowd. Fuck what MJF said. Listen to the crowd. He goes out there and the crowd's booing him. He goes out there, and the crowd is heckling him. He goes out there, and the crowd does not give a fuck about what MJF has to say. And by the end of that, the crowd, every single member, every single person in the form was on their feet going crazy for MJF. I know there's a lot of people who said that, you know, there was a lot of uh, cheap heat with MJF cursing a lot. Saying the word shit like every sentence. Calling Tony Khan a fucking mark. I'll tell you this right now. This was so believable that if these two guys, if this was not a work, right? 
This is probably what the conversation would have sounded like. This is probably what MJF would have said if he was behind closed doors telling his story, explaining his grievances. So that's why it felt even more real that he's out there cursing and he's trying to sabotage AEW's deal with uh, Discovery. We, we He said that. It would be a shame if something goes wrong tonight because we have the higher-ups from the merger of uh, Turner and Discovery in the building, right? So it would make sense for him to try to do everything to get fired like he wants to. He said he wants to get fired. It would make sense that everything he said was with the purpose to try to get thrown off the air because he is in revenge mode. He is vengeful. He wants to hurt Tony Khan. Now, behind closed doors, it was said that Tony Khan and MJF had a meeting, right? Regardless of real or fiction, MJF's contract is up in 2024. He He's not going anywhere for a while. This is the first time AEW has this type of storyline where a man who is pissed off and fed up airs his grievances on air. This is the first time we have that type of storyline in AEW. I'm excited to see where this goes. Now, how interesting would it be if this was MJF's babyface turn? Now, hear me out. I know a lot of people are like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? He was obviously a heel. But what if, you know, this is... The way MJF... Matt, all right, we, we all think that we're about to go into the summer of Punk because of CM Punk's title reign. What if this is the summer of MJF? CM Punk is now in that John Cena role. Mr. Positivity, happy to see you, happy to be here. MJF is the guy with the chip on his shoulder, pissed off at the world and wanting to prove himself. This kind of sounds like 2011 WWE. What if MJF is now the rebel, the cool rebel, and CM Punk becomes the establishment. And we have a showdown between them. I'll tell you this right now. If this does not lead to an MJF World Heavyweight title match where MJF wins the belt, AEW, you fucked up. You cannot fumble the storyline. Right now, this is the hottest thing going in wrestling Everybody, for the last two days, have been talking about this one topic. AEW, this is in your court now. You cannot fumble up this storyline. We've seen the WWE ruin the whole pipe bomb with, you know, Kevin Nash and haven't seen Punk come back too soon. We've seen other, you know, instances of this where, like, if you one that comes to mind is when AJ Styles was leaving the company for uh, TNA, and he, he put on, like, a pipe bomb. That was a very, like, CM Punk, you know, cosplay-esque storyline, but TNA fucked that up. It was bringing interest to the brand, and TNA fucked that up. AEW cannot fuck this up. This is the first time in a long time where I'm like, yo, was this real? Was this real, or is this a work? Like, this feels real. I haven't had that feeling in a long time. A lot of the shit that MJF said, whether you like or hate the man, is true. I said it on the Twitch stream, right? MJF talked about when AEW started, it was all friends wrestling. True. We all know 
guys like Michael Nakazawa, guys like Luther, guys like fucking Brandon Cutler only got jobs because who they are friends with. Were those men up to the caliber of talent like the rest of the roster? The Kenny Omegas, the Hangman Pages, the Young Bucks, the Chris Jerichos, the Cody's of the world? No. And I know you need undercard talent, but those were below undercard talent. That's no disrespect to them. But Michael Nakazawa wasn't even on Joey Janela level. So when you have all friends wrestling and then you have a guy who came in on his own merit and made a name for himself, became the top heel in professional wrestling, that man should be paid as such. MJF has had some of the most intriguing storylines in in AEW since AEW started. The MJF storyline with Cody was some of the most intriguing television. The MJF storyline with CM Punk was some of the most intriguing television. The MJF infiltrating the inner circle and trying to destroy the inner circle and Chris Jericho from within, entertaining television. Some of the most compelling storylines comes from MJF. So... I don't know, behind closed doors, the rumor is he did get a pay raise. The rumor is he did get bumped up in his salary. But, God damn, it took all this for it to happen? MJF was the top heel in AEW this whole time. All I know is, like I said, this is is going to be very interesting to see how AEW follows up. I guarantee you next week AEW pops a big rating because right now this is the talk of the wrestling world and everybody's going to want to tune in next week to see what happens with MJF and AEW. We already see on the AEW website MJF, his merchandise has been dropped from Shop AEW. He's taken off of the roster page. So we they already are doing things the realistic right way. I'm sure... Storyline-wise, if this was real, Tony Khan would be very, very emotional. We all know how Tony Khan gets. He gets very emotional. Just ask, you know, just watch his media scrum where he went off on Eric Bischoff. He gets very emotional. So it would make sense in story that he is acting emotional, removing him from the uh, roster page, removing his merchandise from AEW shop. But let's see how they follow up with this. And like I said, MJF needs to end his storyline, however long it may take, with him as the World Heavyweight Champion. But right now, this is the most intriguing thing in professional wrestling. When we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of the show, including including the announcement of the next big event. Blood and Guts is coming back, and it's going to be free on live TV later this month. We're going to talk all about that and a lot more when we come back. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. 
from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Cooking rice and beans up with manina. On the same stove next to the burner with cocaina. To Prima, we need a prenup. We up better call Prima. Flooding need a cleanup. Running need a speed up. Catch me in Hiroshima, Osaka, or Fukushima. We ruling like Mussolini with bitches from Argentina. Got something for Latinas as goddesses like Athena. Packing the weed up, send to Bosnia, Herzegovina. Took over rapping, now back again. Got vaccinated from bitch after friends. I reactivated and attacked the pen. And now I'm aggravated again. Agitated again to battle me assassination attempt decapitation exempt you never pay for a cent now i'm late with the rent took away your cassette and i'm letting this spray then i'll pray to repent nero welcome back to the show ladies and gentlemen on this show we had a huge 10-man tag match between the undisputed elite minus adam cole but replacing adam cole was hikaleu it was hikaleu the son of the legendary haku bullet club member Teaming up with the Young Bucks and Red Dragon to go against the Jurassic Express, Matt Hardy, and Christian Cage, and Darby Allin. Great matchup. Really PWG-esque, and I feel like this card definitely need a PWG-esque matchup, being that they were in California, and you had a bunch of PWG legends on the show. That was really dope. We had the Jericho Appreciation Society come out. They're bragging about winning at uh, AEW Double or Nothing in the Anarchy in the Arena matchup. This, come, this leads to William Regal and Eddie Kingston coming out. And Eddie Kingston basically wants to go back into war with them. And we had William Regal scream out, blood and guts. Now, it didn't have the same energy and vexed as when William Regal used to scream out war games. But we all knew what they were doing here with him screaming out blood and guts. Because that used to be the one of the most exciting times when we're near... NXT TakeOver War Games, and we know that it was called. We had two teams of five fighting, or two teams of four fighting, and then you had William Regal come out and scream, War Games, right? So that's what they were going for here. Kind of fell flat, but still really dope that we're going to see War Games again, or Blood and Guts again. The last year's Blood and Guts was absolutely amazing. I know a lot of people talk about how the ending tainted the matchup with Chris Jericho falling on the crash pads, but the whole matchup was good. I'm a little worried about it being on uh, television again, just because when it was on live TV, now this is coming from the person who was like, oh, how could people complain about good wrestling being free? Well, last time Blood and Guts was on TV, if you remember, the momentum of the match was a little hurt by the constant commercial breaks. And you know this matchup's going to go probably an hour plus. So there's going to be commercial breaks. What my, my hope 
My wish would be if AEW was able to go commercial free for this blood and guts matchup. But I doubt that that's going to happen. If they do, though, I think that's going to help the match so much more because the pacing will not be interrupted by ad breaks. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, blood and guts where it will be the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, Moxley, and Brian Danielson. That's a great, great matchup. I'm very excited. Also, we had Ortiz come out during a scruffle, and he cut the hair of Chris Jericho, which led to the announcement that on June 15th, AEW will have a hair versus hair match between Ortiz and Chris Jericho, which means the loser of the match has to be shaved bald. I can't see Chris Jericho losing this matchup, even though he has his hair thinning out. I can't see Ortiz losing this matchup just because I can't see him bald. So it's going to be very interesting to see who wins the hair versus hair match. But I'm loving this storyline between the Jericho Appreciation Society, Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club. It's it's It starts to get a little stale when no one was helping Santana and Ortiz and Kingston. Then it got rejuvenized with the uh, addition of the Blackpool Combat Club. But then it got taken up like 10 notches at the Arena Anarchy matchup at Double or Nothing. So how do you up? How do you go up from there? You have to go extremely ultra-violent. And the only matchup that AEW has that is a epitome of blood and guts is blood and guts. Also on the show, I've got to mention... We had Johnny Elite back on AEW television, and he issued the open challenge. And the person who answered the open challenge was the returning Miro. I am so excited that the Redeemer is back on AEW television. We haven't seen him since November when he lost that matchup against Brian Danielson at full gear. I'm a huge Miro fan, and Miro adds so much to AEW television. I was so upset when he lost the TNT title because I thought Miro was a great TNT champion. And ever since Miro lost that title, that TNT champion hasn't meant as much and has been hot shot around a lot with Sammy Guevara to Cody to Sammy Guevara to to Scorpio Sky to Sammy Guevara to back to Scorpio Sky. It's like, bro, when Miro had that title, that shit was on lock. Now it's not. So I want to see Miro definitely work himself back up the ranks and go for the TNT title again because I feel like he was probably top three best TNT champions. And I know that's a you know short history, but definitely got to give Brody Lee that number one spot as best TNT champion. Got to give Cody's first run a good run with the first TNT champion because Cody's first run with the title was crazy. And then you have to give Miro. I think, fuck it, I think Miro did better than Cody. Yeah, I said it. What you going to do? I think Miro did better than Cody. So when you have a man who dominates a division like that, no longer a part of the company for about five, six, seven months, it definitely hurts. So I'm glad that Miro's here. But boy, that roster is so fucking stacked. That roster is so stacked. And it's not just the men, it's the women. Because we had the Dynamite debut of Athena, and she made her intentions clear. She wants Jade Cargill. She wants the AEW TBS champion. Jay Cargill came in with the cut the shit, Tony. Bro, gold. Anyway, Jay Cargill is not backing down. This is what she needed. She needs a storyline because too often Jay Cargill is literally just wrestling whoever's the next contender. This is the first time Jay Cargill actually gets a story involved. So cool to see this. I think her and Athena are going to put on a great matchup. And her working with Athena is going to get her better in the ring as well. 
We also had a great women's tag team matchup between Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus the team of Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. That was a really good matchup. And then in the main event, we had Mr. Red Dead himself, Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley. This was violent. And not in the sense of weapons and, you know, what we saw at Anarchy in the Arena. This was pure, glorious wrestling violence, what Brian Danielson talks about. Just hard-hitting, kick-ass wrestling, you know what I mean? Beating the shit out of each other, strong style. We got a lot of that in this matchup. The stitches of John Moxley were opened back up, so John Moxley was bleeding a ton on this matchup. In the end, he picks up the victory, and he says that he accepts you could sign up John Moxley for blood and guts. Definitely was a great AEW. I'm giving this show a strong 5 out of 5. It would be hard for me to say that those who say that this is the best Dynamite of all time is wrong. You had amazing action. You had a big dream match signed for the pay-per-view with Tanahashi versus CM Punk. You had a big War Games death match signed for AEW Live in a couple weeks. And then we also had the promo of the fucking year promo of the goddamn decade maybe from MJF so I think that this very well could be the best dynamite of all time anyway check me out on the circle of debate podcast from last night was definitely a dope ass show also check out the LOG podcast me and my team the Lords of Gotham has our own podcast now it started today go on any streaming site type in LOG podcast and we should be right there We have the introduction. We tell you guys how LOG, the Lords of Gotham, came to be. We're going to be coming out every Friday. So you can catch me on the LOG podcast. Check us out. Ladies and gentlemen, also catch me this Monday once again here with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean pod. Follow on TikTok at W underscore DeLorean pod. Follow on Twitter at Wrestling DeLorean pod. Take care of yourselves. Have a great weekend. Enjoy WWE Hell in a Cell. We'll be talking all about that this Monday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Like a tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor We the wolves done Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip So who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy I was born in the darkness Oh, you the wolf Till we pull up and you're harmless So pray to Oliver Don Dot of the top shotter The top spot Final boss you cross That's when your ride stop Basquiat with that white chalk Triggers finger streets Might leave your brains on the sidewalk Niggas acting tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor Till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas They be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet They be plotting in the back Summertime better be careful where you at No matter Addy nigga We gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night is precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice worth your life Answers yes, well did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing them something Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta... 
Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do. If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do. Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you. Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal. I niggas that can tough in the hood. Bitches let a drink in the club. To the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. To the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. To the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.